Do you like your cricket formats like you like your women to win? Just, uh, just quiet. <laughs> well, you know what? There's different formats for different. You don't situations. have to answer that. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> Moving on. Oh dear. <laughs> Welcome to episode 5 of In The Salmon Cricket Podcast. My name is Nuan Ranasinghe and uh, I'm back once more with my fellow cricket lover and fantastic mate Hasith. It's great to have you. How's your week been? Yeah, beautiful Nuan. Uh, beautiful, beautiful. Action packed with a lot of things but uh, a lot of cricket uh cricket talks and chats and topics to talk about as well so yeah excited for today's podcast for sure. oh absolutely there is there is so much cricket happening right now and i sometimes feel like it's uh it's impossible to uh, fit it all into a 30 minute segment but but we do our best but uh you know there's, there's been a lot happening i think the, the thing that really drew my attention this week is the um is this t20 game uh between zimbabwe and bangladesh which you uh which you showed me the scorecard of and i was absolutely uh, astonished to see what had transpired in that game. Uh, Zimbabwe mm-hmm. scoring 205 for three and and uh, Bangladesh put up a good fight making 188 but uh, is this a bit of a worrying sign for Sri Lanka? I mean you know we are Sri Lankan supporters but uh, you know to see these <laughs> lower, uh, not lower but you know to see nations like Bangladesh and Zimbabwe finally getting their act together does that concern you in terms of our qualification for the World Cup? Oh no! I love to see it. I, I'm so I'm so <laughs> happy. No, no, honestly, because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we are we are Sri Lankan cricket lovers, and yes. um, but at the end of the day, we're we're cricket lovers, right? That that mm-hmm. should trump everything. We love the mm-hmm. sport, and we'd love to see every country mm-hmm. come up the ranks. And yeah, this this game is crazy. I'd love to see the highlights. I haven't had a chance to see yeah. it as of yet. Yeah, but. I, I feel like just a few years ago, like 150 plus, 155, 160 was like a par score. Yeah. As of late, it seems like you've got to score at least 30 to 35 runs more than that yeah. to be somewhat competitive, kind of like, you know, um, competitive. Like, uh, like yesterday's game. Yeah. Quick shout out to Mr. Sikanda Raza. Oh, yes. Um, who we've seen him, uh, we've seen him blast a few shots uh, mm. in most recent years, but mm. he actually scored a 23 ball 50 and it really mm. set up Zimbabwe. So, yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, and it, you know what? It's interesting you made mention that as it, you're putting Zimbabwe and Bangladesh in the same bracket. I don't think too many Bangladeshi supporters would be happy with that. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I mean, look, there's always going to be divisive opinions. And funny you mentioned these big <laughs> scores. Like, do you feel like do you feel like the inflation has just sort of affected cricket in some way? Because if that's the norm, <laughs> then you never know. Um, but yeah, no, inflation that's inflation things. Inflation things, huh? But uh, no, definitely worth a mention. And another good thing that you also mentioned, Hasit, is the introduction of women's cricket into the Commonwealth Games um, in the T20 format. Yeah, fantastic to see. We, we we definitely love to see it. I think Barbados had a really good win over, was it Pakistan? The Pakistan the, women's team, yeah. Yeah, so lots of, lots of cricket happening there. Um, you know, your thoughts, you, do you like do you like the fact that you know, cricket is slowly being incorporated back into the into the uh, Commonwealth Games? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a massive advocate of women's cricket. I think it yeah. is... I love watching it. I, I mm. keep up to date with a, with a, with pretty much every country. So mm. to see this, like, I mean, when's it going to be our turn? You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, I think women's cricket as a whole um, needs more exposure. Yeah. Um, if you guys out there have not uh, given it a crack, definitely mm. watch these games. My favourite team is India, actually. I think they're very, very electric. But teams yeah. like Australia, obviously, have, like, really, really class players. Um, yeah. But I'm so excited to see this kind of exposure because people yeah. just watch in... 
to the Commonwealth Games, right, as a whole, we're just yeah. scrolling through the TV. Yeah. And they might not be totally across cricket. Um, so yeah. it's, I'm so excited to see what the next year, next couple of years will hold. Yeah, absolutely. Cricket, um, yeah. After this induction. Massive, yeah, I mean, massive, massive. Just to touch a little bit more on women's cricket, it's actually been around as long as men's cricket, but it's just unfortunately never mm. received the right sort of you know, exposure that it deserves. The first World Cup was a Women's World Cup, funnily enough, back in 1973. Oh, wow. Yeah, so the first uh, the first person to score a one-day double hundred, um, in, it's a, uh, the first person to, I believe, score a one-day double hundred was, was a woman as well, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I wow. did really... I, I read some. I read something like that. And I was like, "That's you know, I'm not. That's that's pretty cool." But uh, but mm. yeah, we definitely love to see the women's game, um, you know, expand and and it's good to see that you know everyone gets a go at playing this game. But uh, we'll jump straight into it, Hasith. Uh, being Sri Lankan cricket lovers, uh, this episode is a little bit more tailored towards the Sri Lanka team. In particular, an individual that you and I have grown up with uh, since our high school days. We've seen him evolve as a cricketer, and you know. Today he's one of Sri Lanka's most established test cricketers and, you know, almost almost approaching legend status. He's a player that I've loved to watch for a long, long time, a great all-rounder. And uh, recently he surpassed a special milestone. He has achieved 100 test matches for Sri Lanka and that is none other than Mr. Angelo Davis Matthews. <laughs> Never heard his middle name ever. I know, it's, it's weird, right? <laughs> Is this like a, yeah. tr- a trend with Sri Lankan cricketers? They have these like really awkward middle names that you've, or like awkward names that you've never heard of. Like, uh, you know, like Frank Dimuth Karunaratna. And there was um, yep. Joseph. I either you mentioned it to me. <laughs> Joseph Chami. I don't know if I like the Frank. That's uh, it's, uh, yeah. I was telling you before, it's not really a name that's on trend. Um, yeah. You know, maybe like 40, 50 years ago, perhaps. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I think he's Franks. His full name is Frank Dimuth Madhushanka Karunaratna or something like that. Yeah, so. the Madhushanka I can get behind. That's yeah. That makes sense. But, uh, <laughs> nah, but you know, I think, uh, I mean, he's... You know, th- thankfully, Angelo's career is a lot longer than his name. <laughs> you know, over the years, we've we've uh, he's always been in and out of the team. Angelo, he's a player that has been around for so long, but I feel like sometimes he doesn't get the credit that he deserves because I feel like as Sri Lanka fans, we kind of take him for granted a little bit. We were like, oh, mm-hmm. it's Matthews, you know. But but honestly, if you look at his numbers, you, you had a little little bit of a look, Hasit, and they're pretty impressive for what he's achieved, given that he first came mm-hmm. in as an all rounder. You know, when you think of Angelo, what what? How do you reflect on him as a cricketer? Yeah, um, I think Angelo came. Uh, he's obviously had like a very very long career as far as uh, Sri Lankan cricketers are concerned, and uh, he's actually seen a few stages of of Sri Lanka. I think you might yeah. want to talk about this soon. But um, yeah, 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 yeah he, yeah. he came through like a really good period, and then the rebuild, and he's here now during his twilight years, and he's still yeah. doing really really big things. So yeah, very mature individual uh, player. He's he's probably one of like. Uh, there's only a handful of players that you can actually just rely on mm. from like a captaincy standpoint. He doesn't need to be a captain per se, but he definitely no. has a, the seniority in, with the with the side. Yeah. Um, and he sort of like demands that respect. He's 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 not too, uh, you know, outlandish anymore. Yeah. He did definitely used to be, you know, yeah. five or six years ago. Yeah. He's a quiet warrior nowadays, and yeah, you know, that's that's fine. He's he's found his spot, and he's happy yeah. to let the young guys take over. Yeah, it's good. You know, it's funny you say twilight years. I mean, he's only. Okay, he's 35 now, so <laughs> the, the beautiful thing about Matthew's career is that he has been there through all phases of, you know, Sri Lanka's, this, this transitionary period, right? Like, he debuted mm-hmm. in 2009, right? And, and so he had played with, like, superstar players like Dilshan and Sangakara, Mahila, uh, Muralidharan, mm-hmm. even Tilan Samrawira. He, he played alongst these, um, among these senior players. So he has, 
he is like the last link to the golden age of Sri Lankan test cricket I, I believe mm-hmm. like he was like the final he was like the final link to that to that era right and then obviously they mm-hmm. retired and then he, again he was still part of the Sri Lankan team when they were going through the rebuild uh, the rebuilding phase and mm-hmm. you know a lot of players came in and out during that time but Matthews is, was always like this guy that was always there and and sure he had lean patches there were people questioning his fitness there were people questioning his commitment to the Sri Lankan team uh, you know yeah. were, you know the people like oh he has so much potential he should have been captain he should have been xyz but he's still there like he's just still always there and and part and that is partly due to the fact that during that rebuilding phase there was literally no one as good as Matthews coming up <laughs> in that time. Yeah. Right? So he's been through the rebuilding phase and now that Sri Lanka's sort of on on a I wouldn't say like a sudden ascent but you know we it's obvious that Sri Lankan test cricket is now coming up slowly and he's still there. Mm-hmm. He's still part of that that group. So I think it's remarkable because of because of that that journey he's had and you know I'm glad that he's 100 test matches milestone was celebrated because it deserves to be celebrated mm-hmm. as a you know as a Sri Lanka cricketer as a Sri Lankan test cricketer to achieve 100 test matches is is a huge achievement given that Sri Lanka plays far less test cricket than than the other countries right so correct yeah i think he's only the 6th right there's not been not, not been many other yep. players before him yep yep he's the 6th he's the 6th player can you name the other 5 i can give it a crack yeah <laughs> uh obviously sanga mahela yep uh murli obviously yes yeah um maybe vas vas to play for a long time uh yes or no i don't know It's actually so it's Sangakara Mahela of course the Sanat Jayasuriya Jayasuriya yes then there's forget. and then there's uh Murli Dharan so that's four now the fifth guy are oh, down and I need to go through the archives I do believe it's Vas because he's played for yeah. quite a while as well Vas also played 100 test matches I do recall if it But, is Vas um I definitely would have got Jayasuriya so I'm I'm taking the points for this new one <laughs> <laughs> Jones was my favorite player for for everyone listening out there of all time. <laughs> but uh but you know he's um to to achieve to be within that within that bracket of players is uh is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And you know he started off as an all-rounder. I still remember the days when um you know I still remember the days when Matthews uh played as a bowler. He was a, he was a little crafty medium pacer. Um mm-hmm. had a couple of in-swingers and you know he was a, he was actually like a legitimate you know bowling option. Mm-hmm. It was it was remarkable, but then obviously the, the, there was like the fitness and stuff like that, and then he just sort of you know became more of a batsman. But what's your sort of fondest memory of Matthews, either in the Test arena or the One Day arena? Yeah, look, uh, he's played a lot of games, so there's a lot yeah. of games that we could possibly talk about. You being uh, a massive fan of Test cricket, I'm going to leave that up to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take the easy route, um, the route that I think a lot of the fans will remember is a game at the MCG. Mm. I think they coined that game the miracle of the G. He had a absolutely spectacular partnership uh with none other than Lasith Malinga when he scored his only 50 yeah. uh, in his entire ODI career and I think I mean, let me just have a look. I think uh Malinga's played 226 matches, 119 innings. So for him to score a singular 50 yeah um alongside Matthews I think is it's incredible. And actually it's a funny story. I've got a I can take a quick 30 seconds. Um I remember yeah. very fondly watching that game. I think I was in uh, year 12 and I had exams in VCE and I was yeah. like, "All right, cool. I can't go." And I really massive massive fan of cricket obviously. Yeah. Um and my dad was able to go with my younger sister. Um so they went and then obviously um we were struggling and it was just 
to the point where everyone was leaving the ground type of thing, right? Yeah. A lot of the cricket fans, the Sri Lankan cricket fans, had left by the time that Malinga had come in. And yeah. even my dad and my sister had, had left the had left yeah. the ground and they were yeah. on the way out. And yeah. um, all of a sudden, he was like, and he told me this, and he was like, oh, everyone started cheering. And yeah. like, you know, there must have been a four. So we're like, okay, cool, hit a four. Yeah. And then, you know, 10 seconds later, they were cheering again. And we're yeah. like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. So... You know, they didn't even have tickets at this point, but they went back into the ground and they yeah. started to actually watch one of the ba- one of the best ODI cricket games that Sri Lanka's ever played yeah. um, in terms of coming back. Yeah. Um, and I've just got the score cut up now. Angelo Matthews, 77 of 84, 84s, yeah. 1-6, mm. um, batting alongside <laughs> Lasith Malinga, 56 of 48, 6 fours, two sixes. Yeah. Um, the partnership, well, they were 8 for 107, yeah. right? Yeah. 25.2 overs. And when Malinga went out, 9 for 239, yep. 43 overs. So absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. The bowlers that they were facing, did you ask the one? Here we go. Mitchell <laughs> Johnson, Peter Siddle, uh-huh. Shane Watson, John Hastings, Goodness Xavier Doherty. Yeah. Ridiculous. Very, yeah. very crazy knock. And I think yeah. as much, as important as that victory is as a whole, let's talk about, like, I mean, we don't have to talk about it, but just think about Malinga, right? Yeah. He's not a batsman. He's coming in, you know, the only guy after him is Murali. Yes. We know... He's not very good with the bat, but yeah. for him to actually have the confidence to bat, uh, like to face 48 balls, he faced eight overs, right? Yeah. And score 56, you'd have to have some kind of special player at the other end. So oh, as incredible as Matthews was with the yeah. bat itself, I think for him to actually communicate with Lasith yeah. and make sure that he kept a level head, mm, especially mm, mm, against the likes of Johnson mm, and Siddle, mm. um, very, very special. So... Mm. That for me, <laughs> yeah, is, uh, is is definitely like a massive game. I yeah. still remember that game. It was a miracle at, miracle at the MCG. I, that was a uh, yeah. I remember I had to like sit an exam or something that day too, so I couldn't go. And mm-hmm. a lot of my mates gave me a lot of flack for that one. But um, <laughs> um, but no, that was that's a it's a it's a, it's a special knock. And I think that's when we first under like that's when we first got a taste of who Matthews was. Right. Mm-hmm. We got a we got we got a taste of this young kid that has this very aggressive attitude and never give up type of attitude and you know that was in uh, 2010 mind you yeah so 2010 yeah quite a long true. while ago very yeah. fresh into his career yeah. and um it was under the captaincy of sangakara so yeah wow bit and of context uh, yeah that, the special not that one uh, it's, it's a good one and it's not always about scoring 100 it's always a, it's sometimes about scoring that 50 or 60 but it's a crucial one and it wins you the game and that's that's obviously the most important Thing. And it's a, a good recollection there, Hazel. I, I really do rate that one. Um, I think a lot of Sri Lankans mm-hmm. fondly remember that game. Um, the miracle at the MCG. Um, special yeah. not that was. I guess for me... What about well, you, Nuan? For me... Like, I think you've got a couple of test matches that you want to talk about, eh? Or? Yeah, look, I mean, this is obviously about Angelo's test career. And honestly speaking, most of his hundreds for Sri Lanka have resulted in a lot of draws, um, which mm. is not the worst result, of course, but you want to win... A game um, as much as you can, and a series that comes to my mind was this special was a was a very uh, hastily arranged two test series against England back in two thousand and fourteen, right? And mm-hmm. finally enough, Angelo Matthews was the captain of Sri Lanka at the time. This was this was a very special series because prior to coming to England, uh, Michael Vaughan, who was a former England captain, he was on he, he did an interview with BBC Radio, and he didn't rate Sri Lanka at all. He was like, "This Sri Lankan team is trash, and all their all their good players are gone." <laughs> and he's like, you know, he was like, this Sri Lankan team is no better than an English county team, right? How dare you? Yeah, right. And I, I mean, he was he was within his rights to say that because if you look at Sri Lanka's bowling attack, it, it wasn't, it wasn't the best. Uh, we had guys mm-hmm. like you know, uh, we had the guys like Nuan Shaminda Aranga, 
Nuan Kulasekara, Nuan Pradeep. Um, I think even there was Damika Prasad as well. I mean, decent bowlers, but for English oh, there conditions... There's some very good bowlers in there. No, no, I don't know what you're talking about. No, 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 I agree. But what I'm saying is that <laughs> at that particular point in time, they were not rated and they weren't... Mm. Uh, you know, Sri Lanka traditionally hasn't performed well in England. So everything was against us. Everything was against us. And yet, in that first test match uh, at Lords, Angela Matthews, that we're on the verge of losing that game, okay? In the fourth mm. innings, in the fourth innings, Sri Lanka needed... 390 runs to get, right? We were, I think we were like uh, 8 for 201, okay? Um, 8 wow. for 201 when, when Angelo departed, right? So Matthews again, once again, similar to the miracle in Melbourne, he was causing a miracle in, in England as well. And he was batting with the tail and he was captain. He he scored 18 runs of 90 balls. So he was going he was going at a real ghost, a strike rate of 20. But, well. but the way he played throughout that game was remarkable because... You know, the tail was up against the likes of Anderson, Broad, Chris Jordan, Liam Plunkett, right? All these hardcore English bowlers. And yet Sri Lanka just blocked everything out. And somehow they literally held on by a wicket. And I remember when they, when we got the draw, when we drawed the game, Sri Lanka celebrated mm. like they won. <laughs> hey, it's right? important, man. Because like, yeah. I think, I mean... When you say that, like, you know, draws aren't aren't what you want and things like that, yeah. it, it depends. You need a bit more context. Context, context, of course. Yeah. It's very, very important. For yeah. us, in that particular moment, a draw is a win, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, because we're not supposed to, you know, the draw, the draw is like the absolute minimum that England would want. Yeah. They should have won that game. They should have, of course, easily. Exactly. So, yeah. for them, mentally, that's a loss. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But um, yeah. but it was, I remember the highlights of that game and, oh my God, bro, like, Anderson just peppering, uh, you know, <laughs> Eranga with bounces, pepper and broad, like, you know, hitting Rangana Herath on the head. Like, it was like a I real... I think I do remember that vaguely, yeah. It was like a real battle out there, right? Was that the one, was that the game where broad bowled, I think, the last over, and there was like a big LBW appeal, the second last ball? And I think, I think um, so, yeah, yeah. And, and I think Aranga like blocked the ball, yeah. And then he reviewed it straight away. He was given out, but then there was like a big edge. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I do, so yes, much, I, I think so much drama. Mm. But why, why this Lord's Test is special is because Matthews also scored a hundred in the first innings. Um, Sangakara mm. scored one forty-seven. So you know, <clears throat> once again, Angela Matthews can join that special <clears throat> list of players that have scored Test hundreds at Lords, which unfortunately. The great Sir Sachin Tendulkar is not a part of. <laughs> oh, you did not have to plug that. <laughs> it's, it's always interesting one to know, but that certainly stands out. And then obviously Sri Lanka did one better in the second test, I think mm. at Leeds, where they actually defeated England by 100 runs. And once again, Matthews, the captain, was you know at the forefront of that. He scored a brilliant 160, I think. Yep, 160. Yeah, off, off uh, 249 balls. So going at a fairly decent strike rate. And Sri Lanka won that game by 100 runs. And it was just, it was such a good, and he was the player of the match too, actually. And it was such a, it was such a good win because all the English media were criticizing us and they're like, why is this tour even going ahead? Nobody's, mm-hmm. n- nobody's going to watch. Sri Lanka's trash. And, and, and yet, Sri Lanka prevailed in that, in that test series. So um, yeah. that's my fun. Having a look now. Yeah. Um, I'm having a look now just quickly um, mm. with that 160. So he actually, he was actually batting alongside uh, Rangana Herat, it looks like. And Rangana yeah. Herat, obviously like lower end of bats, he scored 48 of 82. So yeah. this is something that I'm just noticing now. Like Matthews act, looks like he's got a knack of batting with lower end of like bowlers essentially. Yeah. And, I, and like yeah. assisting them and curating them and like, yeah. you know, because it's yeah. hard to bat with players that aren't batsmen. No. 
that's but he's thing. done it on two bigger instances now sorry yeah. i just cut you off normal it's just i thought that was interesting uh, no no feel free no it's all good it's a, it's a good point you make i mean he has he has predominantly batted in the lower to middle order that's always been like his mm-hmm. spot but it's only because he's such a you know he's such a gritty and determined character that often mm-hmm. when he does bat with the tail the tail even stands up and and supports him love that so that's what you, it's what you want to it takes a special kind of player you know not even batsman mm. it takes a special kind of player to have that kind of like mentality like just raise everyone's confidence up oh, you yeah. know you know if he's on the other end yeah um you have to take it upon yourself to actually value your wicket yeah because the game is never over because you know mr matthews is on the other side oh yeah absolutely um, but uh it's a, it's a little good recap of um of of angela's career but certainly in the test arena after after playing 100 test matches he averages 45.14 with a bat with 1300s and 3850s with a high score of 200 not outs so very very, very respectable yeah very respectable with decent numbers and uh you know i hope he plays in a few more tests i hope he's there f- I, i hope if shilanka can get to the world test championship final he he's still around because he definitely deserves to be mm. there and um he does, in, yeah. and has been an important part of the shilanka cricket team for a very long time but uh keeping yeah. on the t- keeping on the topic of Sri Lanka cricket they <laughs> they recently had a good the test team had a good win against Pakistan in the second test absolutely mm-hmm. dominating that game and uh you know after the Sri Lanka defeated Pakistan i think hasith you found a really good quote on the icc instagram page um about ricky ponting he had a few words to say about the sri lankan team and how they've improved mm-hmm. do you want to you want to read that out to us because i think it's good yeah one. yeah i do have yeah. that screenshot on hand lucky yeah. me um yeah so i think um the icc have this thing called the icc review and mm. uh you know it's just like a it's just like a news piece as well and this is what yeah. ricky ponting had to say yeah. on sri lankan cricket um as a whole so this is his quotes um a little bit of doom and gloom in the sri lankan cricket uh in the last couple of years but for them to be sitting where they are and to beat a good australian side in that test match there are a lot of really good positive signs for them going forward now why this quote is super super important and massive for me is mm. uh because it's coming from ricky ponting um yeah. and yep. he is a tough he's a tough character oh yeah he's a tough man to please you know yeah. he so for him to say something like that yeah um you know shulankar are heading in the right direction at oh, least absolutely. as of right now absolutely yeah. Uh, the really really special words from Ricky Ponting I definitely agree because like you said Ponting is not a man you can impress easily right mm-hmm. this guy you know Ricky Ponting is obviously an all-time Australian legend and he grew up in a time where if you didn't average 60 in domestic cricket in Australia, in, in in Australia you were never going to play for Australia so yeah these are really special comments from Ricky Ponting it's obvious that he's been keeping an eye on Australian like cricket mm-hmm. which is good to see and obviously he's referring to the to the test match where Sri Lanka defeated Australia by an innings and Chandimal scored double uh, scored double 100 mm-hmm. i mean I, i don't want to get overly excited i'd love to be overly excited but you know we we <laughs> we, we know how sri lanka is do you feel like they're on the right track like do you feel like the wheels are turning in a positive direction or have we Definitely. or is it or is it only because we're playing in lanka that it's all good like the moment we go overseas it, it all crumbles Uh, like what do you reckon? Yeah. Uh look I'm an optimist um, yeah. and on top of that I have a great love for Sri Lankan cricket so I'm going to say that the wheels <laughs> are going in motion. I think look man uh, look no it's, it's it's been a long time coming right yeah. like we yeah. have seen drought upon drought upon drought it yeah. seems um, never ending so yeah, poor results yeah exactly so yeah. now we've you know we've had Mickey Arthur now we've got uh, Chris uh, Silverwood, Silverwood. Uh, mm. I believe his name yeah and yeah, he yeah. looks like he's be breathing some fresh air into the the nation oh, yeah. Yeah. across all formats so yeah. look 
it's everything's going for us at the moment and there's no real reason for us to think that this is momentary we have yeah. to have faith and yeah i think um the next test match is not for a little while i believe yeah. but um, i think that'll be the, the deciding factor to see yeah, if we're yes if we're here to play around and stick uh, stick yeah. up with the big boys or if yes. this is just a home term home ground advantage type of situation exactly so speaking about that so obviously there is what's called the world test championship um underway which is like this big sort of under the radar test match world cup type situation right so there's obviously mm-hmm. like a there's like a final there's like a you know there's like a grand final that happens in Lords in Lords Cricket Ground in England, and that's <coughs> until June of next year. Now, uh, in terms of the, the 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 points table or we'd say the percentage table, Sri Lanka are sitting in third place right now, which is what actually got Ricky Ponting's attention because he didn't think that Sri Lanka would come up that high. Now, Sri Lanka's next assignment is a two test match series against New Zealand in New Zealand. If Sri Lanka can if Sri Lanka can win these two test matches then there are a good chance of coming up to number 2nd on the on that table which means mm-hmm. there are red hot, there, we we become like a red hot chance to win the ICC test championship trophy right now uh-huh. my question to you is what is sri lanka's best team going into those two tests because those two tests are like our last thing the last major game that we play before the before the final per se like yeah do you think sri lanka can win in new zealand i mean we've we've actually won in new zealand before no, we've uh, got a decent record in New Zealand for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, in terms of the team that we'd pick, I think when was the text, test match being played? No, it's still a little while away. A while away, it's like in March. So Sri Lanka doesn't play any more mm. red ball cricket until March of next year. So that's a very mm. long time. That's almost like what six months? Yeah, six months of. It's a bit rude to be honest. Six months more than crack. No, it, it makes sense months, because the yeah. world, the T Twenty World Cup's coming yeah. up and everything. That's yeah. that makes sense, but yeah. Um, in terms of the team being picked, it's it's way too early to say. If yeah. you have a look at averages, you'll pick one team. If you have a look at form, I'm always, I'm a man of form. Uh, if yeah. you're not hitting consistently, I don't care what your average is. Yeah. You know, go fix your form, do what you need to do, take a little bit of a mental break, come back yeah. when you're hungry to score or mm, to get mm, wickets. Mm, so mm. I think um, there are a couple of um, X-Factor players which, uh, which can turn the game around, but they can yeah. also... Um, not score many runs. Nirishan Dikwil is, is is one that pops to mind. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, I think he opened the batting um, in the last innings of the Test match with Pakistan. Yeah. Um, and he did he did all right, and then yeah. did, did all right batting at uh, five or six. So yeah. it just goes yeah. to show that some of these players can they can bat you know in a multitude of places. But players like uh, Dikwil, yeah. big mm. big one for me. If he plays, um, it's very risky. Yeah. It's more of a high risk high reward type of situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are a couple of others, but I think at this point in time, a bit too early to say. We'll have to okay. see how things pan out because I think there is a there is a certain element of like white ball cricket transitioning into red ball. Yeah, um, you'll ha- always have players like Dimut who are not going to play white ball, which is fine. They know mm. what they're doing. They're very mm. good at their craft of playing test match. Yeah, but certainly, say if Nuan, uh, not Nuan, <laughs> Nirashandikula <laughs> has a very very slim run in yeah. white ball cricket, I would not be picking him for test ball. So okay, I think there's a, there's some certain factors. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good way to look at it because I you, you're right. Like white ball, white ball form can certainly translate into test form as well. It's not always 100 percent accurate, but but given that mm. Sri Lanka is playing a lot of white ball cricket leading up to those two tests, I guess that's that's only going to be like a, that'll only be like our metric to determine who who gets selected for those two tests in 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 New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. But it's an interesting it's an interesting setup because uh, you've got South Africa on top at the moment, right? But they're playing England mm. away. They're playing Australia away and West Indies at home. So technically, you'd expect England's always good in their home conditions. Australia will be a tough one. They might win a test in in Australia, but West Indies, you'd 
think they'd probably have the wood over them. So Sri Lanka, I mean, Correct. although South Africa on top, they're, they're at a big risk of sort of falling off that perch. Australia has a pretty decent chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're playing West Indies at home, South Africa at home, but then they're playing India away. So that's going to be the real sort of series that can knock them off, yeah. right? You'd but, back India. I mean, it depends yeah. on the bowling, right? Because, like, yeah. if you're playing in India, you've got to have really, really good spinners. So if they Australia yeah. can scrounge around, like, yeah. a good spinner to yeah. bowl alongside line, you yeah. never know. Um, yeah. But obviously, just looking at the face of it, you'd back India. And maybe yeah. Australia would be happy with one win out of the series. Yeah. At the same time, as I mean, look, if anything, I- India could become number one on that table because... They're playing mm-hmm. Bangladesh away, right? And even though they're playing Bangladesh away, they're still playing in familiar conditions, right? So, Correct. So they'll be, they'll be still playing on spinning decks and, and you know, you'd back India to, to defeat Bangladesh even though it's away. They're playing Australia yes. at home and I really don't see Australia doing much in India against tough. India. So if mm. anything, if, you know, touch wood, if everything goes to plan, it could be, it could be India and Sri Lanka in the World Test Championship final. So... You sound so excited talking about this. Bro, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> dude, I love test cricket. Test cricket is like the pinnacle. Like, I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> you know, it's the oldest product, right? It's It's been around there for Old ages. Is gold. Old is gold, man. But like, Do you like your cricket formats like you like your women to one? Just, uh, just quiet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? There's different formats for different You don't situations. have to answer that. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> oh dear, but I'll tell you what, Hasid, we're running out of time. Um, I'd mm. love with we could talk all day. There's so much. There's so much happening in the world of cricket right now. But uh, look, thanks once again for joining me. Um, I know you're a busy lad as always. But uh, yeah, if there's nothing more, it's uh, goodbye and thank you once again to all our listeners that are you know watching. Uh, sorry, listening in. Mm-hmm. The feedback's been awesome, and uh, yeah, we'll st- stick around for for more cricket episodes uh, in the very near future. Bye for now. Sounds good. See you guys.